Welcome everyone to another episode of Motorsport Republica uh, with another special guest today, Remy Gardner. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no worries. Good to be here. Really, really appreciate um, yourself and uh, Clara for yeah, giving, giving yourself a bit of time during the day. Yeah, no stress, mate. No stress. It's all part of the job. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's, That's it. How's, uh, how's the off-season been? Yeah, it's been good. Um, you know, we had four days in uh, testing. So we had two days in Hareth and uh, two days in Portimao. Um which went quite well, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, we had lots of stuff to test. I did plenty of laps and uh, we focused a lot on, on pace. And, uh, and yeah, and in the end, we, we obviously, at the end of each day, we put in qualifying tyres like everyone and uh, we go for a fast lap, which uh, turned out pretty well in the end as well. So, yeah, yeah can't complain. Um, yeah, it's looking quite positive. So, yeah, looking forward to starting. That's good. That's really good. What, what do you do over... Um over the off season to kind of take your mind off as well motorcycle racing obviously there's got to be just more to motorbike racing in your life as well yeah yeah uh, honestly usually like with the gp calendar i didn't really want to touch a bike throughout december i'm not gonna lie <laughs> yeah. with you but uh yeah i this year was a bit different uh i think uh, yeah i think like the week after testing or something like that i, I went and did some drifting events in my car and I did a, an enduro race and uh, yeah, I actually finished third in that, which was cool. Oh my cool. God, yeah, that's first, amazing. What's, what's yeah. the enduro race? It's called Enduro Rock. It's, okay. it's a race they do just once a year in Barcelona. Yeah. And there was actually another cool race this weekend close to Andorra that uh, I wanted to do, but <laughs> yeah, obviously I'm here. So yeah. yeah, it was my first race and I finished third. So uh, See, that's good going. Yeah, it was not bad. I mean, my, in my class, I think overall there was like 400 riders and I finished 11th overall. So Say that still. Yeah. Um, that's, that's mad. So yeah, uh, I do like enduro. So um, looking to do a few more races there. Uh, what else I did? I did lots more days of drifting as well, yeah. and I had also another uh, little what do you call it? CRF hundred. We did a, a race in uh, okay. in Montmelo. So yeah, n- didn't really stop to be honest. Just That's cool. Kept racing. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> kept racing, driving. Just kept the gasoline pumping, which is yeah. At least it's different. something different. That's all right. Enduro would be. Um, it's it's so much. Well, we've done a bit of enduro riding, yeah. like. No, no racing. No racing. It doesn't compare. No, no racing. But um, especially the other fella Tom, who's normally here, we used to go out twice a week, and um, it's so much fun. It, it can be kind of also low risk as well if you're just going through tight singles and stuff like that, just hopping yeah. logs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I used to do a lot of motocross, and uh, yeah, I broke both my legs um, <laughs> racing. Well, not even racing, just training motocross. Yeah. So uh, I had a massive crash. I was yeah, the biggest injury in my life. So. After that, I, I said, oh, no more motocross. And I started doing a little bit again. And I was like, yeah, well, it's just good for training. Just go out there, take it easy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think like two weeks before the GP test, I was riding. I didn't even crash. Bottomed out the front fork and broke my wrist and had to have surgery on my wrist. So Kidding. I was like, yeah, fuck that. I don't, don't want to be riding motocross <laughs> yeah. anymore. I sold the bike on the spot. I kid you not. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, even, yeah. didn't even put it in the van. I was like, who wants it? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so literally. So, I think yeah. that's a sign. Yeah, exactly. No more motocross and nah. uh, doing lots of hard enduro now. So, uh, yeah, it's honestly physically hard enduro is way harder. Like if you if yeah. you push yourself, it's much harder. I've never done anything so physically exhausting in my life. It's so crazy. Like, and if you just get stuck somewhere and then you can't get up a hill or something like that, you get into the red zone really oh. quick and yeah. then you're just exhausted and then you know you're stuck and you still got to get out. Like, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty insane, and you know that the level, honestly, in in Europe of hard enduro is pretty pretty high. Yeah. You know that's like where the mecca is, to be honest. You've yeah. got so many mountains, and and in Spain as well, you have so many places to do it, and good riders, and uh, 
yeah, you know, it, it raises your level pretty quick. So, um, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I've never, there was only one time, like I've, I've never like come to the point on a motorcycle of complete exhaustion except riding an enduro bike. Yeah, like, I believe go. it. Yeah. I 100% believe that. And then, you know, you see the guys, we always watch it around Erzberg uh, time. You yeah. watch Erzberg. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you see the guys like Graham Jarvis's or Teddy Blazusiak's yeah. or something like that. And they just roll through everything like it's nothing. And then you kind of watch a guy that's like on YouTube, whatever. And he's just a normal rider. Yeah, just a, an everyday rider. And but a, obviously not not bad because if you go on correct. an Erzberg, you have some sort of... Oh, yeah, of course. Correct. You're not going there for fun. And um, they it just looks like it looks horrendous. And then yeah. everything bottlenecks. Yeah. I watched this one guy and he... Um, Man, he made a meal of it. He was going up one of the quarries, couldn't get up. Um, he was like on band the whole way, turns around, then goes head on to someone going back up the hill, loses his front guard. Anyway, he goes like 40 minutes in and then he has a he gets off his bike, can't get up this hill, has a heart attack, gets carted into the Ambos. No it's way. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's so nuts. It's pretty gnarly. I mean, Erzberg's good, but uh, that's the problem is it all bottlenecks. And, yeah. Uh, you can just kind of be sitting there in a line yeah. for, for a while, which is not fun, but... Uh, I would love to do the Romaniacs. I think yeah. that would be awesome. So it's man uh, for sure. Yeah, I'd like to do that. The silver class, but this year I don't think I'm going to be able to do it because uh, it's between Most and uh, Portimao. So it's Most weekend off, which would be Romaniacs, and then Portimao. <laughs> oh, you'd be exhausted yeah. so, for the Portugal, that's for sure. You know, in the end, I got to remember what my real job yeah, is. Yeah, so it's racing road bikes. So, uh, but I'd love to do it, but. I don't know if I take, I don't know, I'm not sure if I take it calm, maybe, and maybe not finish it. Yeah. But I don't know. I it's, just, it's probably hard as well. You're a racer at the same time. So like as soon as you put the helmet on and you want to like get yeah, going. That's, and that's the problem. You know, that, that's how I started off that enduro race. I did back <laughs> then, back in December, I, I just started, it was, you know, it was a two hour and six minute race. It yeah. wasn't hard, hard enduro, but it was a bit more, let's say rolling enduro, but still pretty hard. I mean, still had some difficult sections, but, uh, yeah, it was 84 kilometers, the race. It was two laps of a 40, uh, 88 kilometers of 44 kilometer per lap. And uh, started the race, I think I qualified like 18th or something like that. Started the race like just absolutely flat out, like on the pipe, just just absolutely <laughs> singing. And I was probably like top five scratch, yeah. like out of those 400 for about 15, 20 minutes. And, uh, and I just, my arms were just locking up after <laughs> yeah. that. And I was like... Not even halfway around the yeah. first lap, and I was like, "Mate, mate, chill, chill. Yeah. I'm not gonna finish this race if I can't. If I don't, just relax." So I actually had to take a breather, like just riding real slow, yeah, just to get my heart rate down, get my arms back, and then kind of had to build pace back into it, but with a bit more rhythm, not you know just flat out all yeah. the time. And uh, I think I did the second lap just as quick as the first lap, yeah, but there you go. Uh, but riding just with that, you know, a bit more flow and, and yeah. Pace, yeah. So. But uh, yeah, the, the hardened US dust is pretty. It's pretty gnarly. I do enjoy it's, it. It's nuts. And like, yeah, as you said, when your arms lock up and you just got and you can't even hold onto the throttle, like you yeah. just feel like the thing's going to whisk you off oh, every yeah. moment. Yeah, and I mean, as soon as you get tired, you, you start to lose body position. As soon as you lose the body position, you know, you just don't get up here. Yeah, so it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's almost better just to take 30 seconds a minute just to like take a breather, relax, look what you're going to do and, then, and yeah. then hit it, you know, without, you know, falling back down, having to pick the bike up and just about not making mistakes. But uh, 
for training, it's uh, it's insane. Like, yeah. It's, I, I started doing it for the GP bike because okay. uh, I felt that really, really helped me. And I used to go in summer in, in Spain and go do it, some gnarly shit in, in Spain. Oh, in the, in the summer. In the summer, it was like 35 degrees. I mean, that's where I had complete exhaustion. Yeah. That's torture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was four and a half hours and I took the helmet off after, you know, I, was, I just got up this last <laughs> ridiculous, like, um, trail, let's say. My mate was waiting for me at the top, which is, is quite good. And uh, I got to the top just absolutely like hyperventilating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I took my helmet off. I was like just trying to look for a little bit of shade. Like I was yeah. just, I'd never experienced that complete exhaustion before. Yeah. And uh, it was insane. And just to ride, you know, a few kilometers back to the car was like torture. Yeah. It was hard work. So. And you need to have a camelback of water. Or oh, yeah, like that. Otherwise, definitely. No, yeah, I think uh, we, we stopped even halfway through those four and a half hours, I think, to, to refill. And I got a camelback of two and a half litres. So I drank like five litres of water, yeah, four, four yeah. and a half litres of yeah. water, something yeah. stupid like that. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's gnarly, but I do enjoy it. It's a good sport. It's an underrated sport as it well. It is, but it is growing. It's it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's gaining a lot of popularity. So uh, it's nice, you know, <clears throat> I live in Andorra, you know, we've got Billy Bolton, Johnny yeah. Walker and all of them there, so which is cool. Um, Got to get out I'd, with them. I'd be terrified of going out with them. They'll win the. I always tell them, I'm like Billy, come on, take me out. I need you to destroy me. I want you to destroy me. So and uh, they're all from like trials backgrounds and exactly. stuff like that, aren't they? Exactly. So I actually started doing trials back in 2018, something like that. Mm. And uh, it was actually Clara that got me into trials because she <clears throat> she did trials a little bit before me. And I, I never wanted to ride trials bike. I was like, this is gay. <laughs> it's still slow and stuff. I'm like, I don't want to ride that. And, um, yeah, started getting into it, then bought a trials bike and, and started learning, you know, how to do, you know, the zones and stuff. And, and uh, I got pretty good at it, actually. Yeah. So I, was, I did two or three years on a trials bike and then, and then get on the enduro bike and because I'd done a bit of motocross in the background, I've done trials. It yeah. kind of came to me pretty quick, which was which was cool. And uh, I didn't think I'd like it, but uh, I do. I absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah. It seems it seems pretty infectious, trials, trials and enduro riding. That's yeah, for sure. It you, is. It is. Are you on a three hundred for the enduros? Yeah, or? yeah. I'm on. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say the brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to Yeah, I want to change uh, bikes. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at a Fantic actually. They got the new three hundred. Um, that new 300 enduro bike it's a throttle throttle body injected and port injected yeah oh, wow. and it's a minnelli engine i think okay. so the nice thing is they're yamaha frames so uh, nice yep. yeah trying to try to score a good deal T- on that ties in well yeah exactly ties yeah. in well so i haven't looking at that at the moment bloody ice that's cool. awesome and the the drifting when did you get into that uh <clears throat> i've always liked cars um yeah you know, the first car I bought was my Volvo Amazon it was from 1969. And, uh, yeah, it's just a boat. But uh, every time it rained, I used to get out in the roundabouts and, and you know, get it sideways. So I've always That's liked, awesome. you know, always liked cars and drifting. And uh, I remember I used to have Forza 3. I used to have a steering wheel and just be drifting all day in Forza. <laughs> so that was good fun. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, then I bought an Alfa Romeo, like a <clears throat> kind of like a rally specs Alfa oh, Romeo GTV from 105 from 1972. And I uh, did some track days on that and that thing I'd, you know, get a bit sideways on the street as well, which was fun and, um, yeah, and on the track as well. So, uh, but yeah, it was a bit more of a, of a race car than, mm. than a drift yeah. car. Well, it is a race car. Um, and then what else? And then, yeah, so I saw this Volvo 740 for sale. It was super cheap and it was kind of all kitted out with a hand, handbrake and, and, uh, and bucket seats and everything. It was all kind of half done. So I was like, yeah, I'll grab that. Only cost me two and a half grand, 
and uh yeah went and picked it up and and enjoyed that just like as yeah. it was as it was and um then it got a bit boring because it didn't have enough power and the suspension was sloppy and i didn't like it so yeah put a little bit of money into that and uh just a little bit suspension and bigger turbo and uh did an engine build on it, a few, few things, but nothing crazy. And yeah, now I've got like a pretty, pretty sweet drift car. So it's got 350 horsepower. It's got uh, 64 degrees of, of steering lock, and uh, that's awesome. And yeah, coilovers all around, and the thing goes good. So um, yeah, I'm super into it now. Oh, that's, that's wicked, cool. man. I love it. That's it, very cool. There's a lot of drift events out in Spain and Europe and all that. Is it pretty big over there, the scene? Or yeah, it's pretty big. Um, in Spain, yeah, there's, they do these like events, let's say like shows and uh, they sell tickets to the public and they kind of just invite us, which yeah, is okay. cool. So we get invited to go along and put on a show and, mm. and we get a free track day out of it basically and, right. and, you know, public come out and they get to see the cars and uh, we get to go and play around with a bunch of other drivers out yeah. there, which is cool. Burn some tires. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it goes through cool. eight or nine sets, something like that. So. <laughs> 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 and that's bit, that's that's saving the tire. Yeah. <laughs> that's nursing it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, how are you finding coming into now twenty twenty four? Yeah, good. Um, you know, we we got one year of experience under our belt now. Um, yeah, last year wasn't easy. It was completely different. Uh, completely different. Yeah. You know, format, different bike, different tires, and it was it was difficult to get my head around it all. I'm not going to lie, but um, yeah. Uh, for about halfway through the season, we kind of had a bit of a technical breakthrough, which was which was nice, and um, it was kind of like starting from zero then, to be honest. But uh, yeah, you can see from when we had the breakthrough, it was kind of like every race we made a step, and yeah. uh, nice, you know, all the way to the last race, and we were you know a few tenths off the podium. So hopefully, we can carry that momentum into this year, and you know, put it put it up the front somewhere. Yeah, hundred percent. What's it What's it like? Um, what's the differences between riding Grand Prix to to supers? Because you've obviously um, done Grand Prix for so many years as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I've, I've always raced uh, prototype machines for my yeah. whole life, you know, since I was a kid. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a different philosophy of riding, let's say. I, th- I think that the tyres especially, you know, come from, I come from Dunlops and then Michelin's, which are a really stiff carcass, really stiff tyre, low grip, let's mm. say. Um, the Mitchies were good grip, but uh, still a, uh, a, a really stiff carcass. The yep. bikes were stiff. Everything's stiff, you know. Um, and the superbike is, you know, on a Pirelli, which is a bit like chewing gum. It moves. It, it's got good grip. It, it kind of wallows around. But, you know, the limit is higher than what you think the tire is giving you. So it's hard. it was hard to kind of find that where okay. that limit was, let's say. Yep. Um, and trust the tires so much. Um, also, the bikes are obviously a lot, you know, a bit more flex in the bike, yeah. a bit more play. So everything's moving around a lot more. So yeah, it's uh, definitely a different way to approach, you know, the 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 way to go fast on a superbike. Mm. So it was it took a bit of learning and took a bit of time to get my head around it. But uh, yeah, definitely everything's a bit more on autopilot now. I, I definitely felt that in the test. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was like I didn't have to try as hard to keep the pace going. You know, throughout yeah. each lap. So um hopefully yeah they can get even better in the future yeah definitely i mean i follow it a little bit more probably than the other two boys and i was watching closely through those tests and definitely a lot quicker which is an awesome sign yeah and it's awesome for australian racing to have someone up there and hopefully for the whole year so um talk us through your your journey into the into the grand prix paddock and stuff like that how did you start out where did it all begin for you yeah, so I, I moved. We moved to Spain when I was fourteen. Um, 
I did three years in the Spanish Championship, and I then moved from yeah from that last year in the Spanish Championship, I, I moved to to World Championships in Moto Three. That was in 2015. Uh, I raced with a Mahindra in CIP, and it was a really tough year. Yeah. <laughs> a really really <laughs> tough year. Uh, bike was not fast, and uh, you know Moto Three engines pretty much everything. So yeah. It was it was a really tough really tough year. I only scored points one time here at the island. Um, I think I was actually a really fast rider in Moto Three, and I was actually really quick. But yeah, it was just a, it was a struggle and an uphill battle with with that bike. But uh, yeah, I knew I could be fast. I knew I could do good. But uh, unfortunately, I never had the opportunity to like show it that year. And um, I, I I was already starting to grow up a bit and and get a bit heavy. So I said, no, I want to race in Moto Two. Yeah, I think it'd be better suited to me. Um, so yeah, we, we scored a, a deal with a Moto2 team, which was Ital Trans back in the day, but we signed it with the, the, the team owners that uh, were basically getting kicked out at the end of the year. We didn't know by the sponsor, which was Ital Trans, and Ital Trans people actually run the team now. Um, and we had to deal with those guys basically. So in the end, they just said, "No, we don't have any power anymore." And the, and the Ital Trans took other riders, so we were left without a ride. In That's like rough. The end of December, um, like on Christmas Day or something. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Like Jeez, talk about timing. Yeah. So um, yeah, well, I was out of a ride. So I actually went back to the Spanish Championship in Moto Two, and I started. I did a few races there, and basically, yeah, from the get go, I was cleaning up on the Moto Two bike uh, in the Spanish Championship, and. Uh, yeah, won some races, a few poles, and like it was going well. And um, yeah, I think what was it after Montmelo or something like that? Tanucci was racing with Tasca Racing, and something happened. They had a falling out, and he left halfway through the year. And, and Tasca called me up, thanks to actually Elaine, who was actually the boss of CIP, was like convinced him to say, "Take Remy's good, take Remy's good." Oh, awesome. I had him, which was nice. So, uh, and they took me for the rest of the year um, in 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 Tasca Racing. So I did half a year in 2016 with Tasca Racing, and uh, I did pretty good. I, I think I qualified eighth in Malaysia and all. So in, my, in the first year in Moto Two, it's not That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's not not horrible. So. Yeah, I managed to score a contract with Tech Three for for the two thousand and seventeen, the complete two thousand and seventeen season, and uh, yeah, that was a struggle. <laughs> yeah. That was a struggle. So struggle, but um, managed to renew with them. Luckily, because there was no interest from anywhere else. Uh, and yeah, uh, the second year was much better. We we figured out that we had a problem with our chassis all of 2017 just with my chassis not with the other ones yeah. for some reason for some unknown reason yeah, and uh and yeah we got off to 2018 much better start yeah. and you know yeah. i think we finished sixth in in um in uh argentina and had some good top 10 races and then broke my legs and then yeah. missed a few rounds and body motocross yeah motocross so um <laughs> managed to get back pretty quick and uh, continue to you know do some decent results with with the bike and package I had, and uh, managed to score a contract with Stop and Go, which were running Calix and, and Olens and Brembo and everything that you want. So yeah, uh, yeah managed to score that, and um, it was a, a two year contract. And the first year, I think I was not getting paid anything, but I said, I don't care, I just want the bike. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. Yeah. So yeah, uh, managed to score that, and and I think the second race were on the podium. So. 
yeah, it was kind of like my time to shine. Then the rest of the year was a bit of a, uh, a duff, you know, I was a bit excited, let's say, to have, you know, that podium and, and all the gear to go out and, and win and kind of, yeah, I was crashing a lot. <laughs> I was making yeah. a lot of mistakes and, uh, yeah, it was a good learning year for me, that's for sure. But, um, yeah, the second year with stopping go was, was really good. Uh, that was COVID, so 2020. Um, I think we finished fifth or something like that in uh, Qatar and then um, we had those back-to-back hot races in Jerez which were the first races back from COVID. Yes. Yeah. And that was really tough. I think think the first race I finished seventh, which I was quite happy about because we just didn't have the speed. And um, the second race, I think 10th or 11th. But uh, from there on, we really improved. And uh, I think we had, I think, a total of four or five podiums and and a victory on the last race of the year. Yeah, you did. That's all right. So what was it like just on that um, being in Europe, I guess, through COVID and then that season? Obviously, 2020 was so different to everything else what was it like for you guys uh for me it was okay um yeah i i i didn't mind it to be honest (laughs) that's fair it was good because i I got a workshop with the cars and stuff that that uh was pretty close to home uh and uh it was my business and i could kind of write up my own notes saying i need to go to work and uh no perfect that's good that's a good setup i would get out every day and go to the workshop basically so uh it was pretty fun and um yeah i don't think clara was having the best of times bored without me and i yeah. get in trouble for being too long <laughs> standard standard so yeah in the end i like pull her by the air and get her out to the workshop and actually we painted the engine bay me and her oh nice oh, that's the, amazing like, cars. so we sanded all that back ourselves and i got her working in the workshop like a little minion in the end so <laughs> it was all right i had a good time uh what else did we do we made a little veggie garden as well that we found right, some pallets nice. and stuff and so we made up a little veggie garden box in the backyard nah it was all right so you made the most of it yeah, no, I had Long good food. fun and uh, played PlayStation with mates. It was good. Oh, oh, yeah, tell you what, so. better than being in Australia, that's for sure. <laughs> Shit house in Melbourne. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Yeah. Get told off for walking out your front door. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it. we weren't allowed to walk out the door in theory. Right? Yeah, we weren't allowed to leave, but, you know, you can kind of get around there's, the there's rules. Around it. You can get away around the rules, and especially in Spain. I believe it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. G'day, guys. James here from Motorsport Republica. Uh, our brand new t-shirts have dropped. So we have Marquez, we've got Daniel Ricciardo, we've got Verstappen, Charles Leclerc's in men and women, and a Gent Lawrence, Hunter Lawrence, double champs tee. Jump onto motorsportrepublica.com.au, check out our new tees. We've got air freshener still on there. Go on our socials, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. It's all on there. Make sure to check it out. All your support means everything thanks guys yeah it was just interesting seeing it from i guess afar and like the gp was the only thing they got us through because everything in melbourne we were like the most locked down city in the world but one stage it was um it was good just to watch something on a sunday night i guess and follow something you know absolutely kept us from going insane yeah yeah still got a bit insane but still yeah yeah i was fine I, I know everyone else was going insane, but I was I was having a great time at the workshop every day. <laughs> That's the way to do it, though. I guess at exactly. least you got something something keeping you busy. Then it then it works. What about exercising and stuff? Were you still keeping update? Like, do you do cycling or something back? Yeah, then as I had well? a had a stationary bike, so I get on a stationary bike, oh, yeah. and, I, and I was running around my front yard. Well, around my yard as well. I do laps around the yard, yeah. and and uh, and actually, I was <laughs> I was actually riding my trials bike in my garden as well. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, have, I put some, like I said, those pallets, found some pallets, bunch of pallets out in the back of the street and just put out some obstacles and stuff. And uh, 
I was riding my child's bike around pretty much every day for an hour or two. Um, <laughs> That's so good. Just That's in the good. front garden. And I remember the neighbors coming out on the balcony and I was like, am I annoying you? And they're like, that's oh, great. It's a show for us. It's ent- entertainment. I was like, all right, perfect. <laughs> Beautiful. So they were happy about it. So, uh, yeah, honestly, I was. I kept riding bikes. I kept doing a bit of exercise. I was working in the workshop. Nothing really changed to me. <laughs> Shit, that's good. There you go. That's the way to do it. Mm. Yeah, can't complain. Yeah, yeah. And then from that year, moving into KDM the year after, how was that for you? Yeah, so, um, yeah, obviously the good results, you know, scored me a, a deal with, with Aki, which is, uh, you know, it's, a, it's kind of the dream team to be yeah. in, in Moto2, Moto3. So, yeah, moved in with with Ayo and uh, yeah, um, we kind of carried that uh, momentum, let's say from that 2020 year into 21 and and uh, yeah, we started off with a bang. I mean, we finished back-to-back seconds in, in Qatar and uh, yeah, nearly nearly got the win with Sam on the last lap in Qatar. So yeah, and then I don't know how many podiums we had that year and, and a few victories as well and uh, yeah, obviously brought home, brought home the title. So it was a good year. <laughs> Bloody oath. What's the feeling like crossing the line knowing you've just become the world champion? Yeah, it was uh, yeah, definitely emotional, let's say that. Uh, I remember coming out of the last corner and, yeah, I could see the finish line. It was kind of like in slow motion. I saw everyone on the pit wall and it was like, yeah, it was very emotional. So, uh, yeah, definitely a few t- tears came to my, my eyes uh, by myself in the helmet. But, yeah, when I got to, to, to stop in front of all my mates and everything, and Clara was there and uh, they gave me the shirt and the helmet. That was, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. So I uh, did a nice little burnout there. Held the thing on the limiter for a while. Was fun <laughs> yeah, and, nice. Uh, that was good fun. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool, pretty cool moment. Definitely uh, one that will stay with me my whole life. But uh, definitely looking for another one of them. Oh, for sure. <laughs> 100%. I guess you're just always chasing it, aren't you? It was very cool to watch and like amazing, amazing season and so good to have obviously like we're biased and Aussie up there again. Um, but doing it on like that factory, that factory Akiyo's bike. Um, yeah, it was so good. Uh, so good. What do you do with the, do you have, do, do, they, do they give you the bike? No. <laughs> no. I said to Aki, uh, if I win the championship, I get it. I get the bike, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, of course. You can have it. And I was like, oh, perfect. Thanks, mate. And he's like, yeah. And then I'll send you the invoice after by email. <laughs> <laughs> bastard. So, no, I, I got the, the, I got the, what do you call it? The nose current of the bike. Oh, the, that's the, cool. the one that I finished Valencia with. So. Oh, that's okay. awesome. Yeah. What, do you know what they do off the bike? I think Aki kept it. Yeah, it's, he's got like a little showroom, so he's All got. Right. We have to, yeah, have to raid his. You raid his place, his place yeah, and get it back. Raid. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> what about the? You got the gold helmet and everything like that. Do you have that yeah, like yeah. framed or something like that? Uh, I got the gold helmets. I got it on my and in my house up on a on a, on a bit of a, a yeah thing. Uh, with the the world championship uh, champagne bottle and all the first place trophies of that year, I think that's cool, and and also the medal as well. That's dope. That's, it's kind of just in the corner of the house. Oh, man, if it was me, I'd be having it like at the entrance. Everyone could <laughs> see it. Some candles lit around it. It's all right. I don't know. <laughs> Who cares? It's yeah. all in the past now. I need some new ones now. Yeah, no, nah, fair enough. I uh, love the attitude. What's it like? Um, like obviously, you're in a title fight with Rail in, as a teammate. Is it? Does it get tense in there? Or? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was intense, definitely. It was a very, uh, very intense year. Yeah. Um, it was something new to me, that's for sure. But I think I honestly I handled it pretty well, to be honest. Um, yeah, the start of the year was quite easy. It was 
pretty chill, you know, um, me and Raul were getting on and uh, he was like, yeah, 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 you know, this year's just for me to learn from you. And I'm like, yeah, cool, perfect. But, uh, yeah, didn't expect him to be so fast, mm. um, so so quickly, you know. And, uh, yeah, he's, he, obviously he's got a lot of talent and uh, he's a very fast rider. So, he, he, he you know, he picked up real fast, was beating me real fast, which was, you know, concerning. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, in the end, it was kind of me and him that was running away with the championship. Mm. So it kind of, you know, halfway through the season, it was, okay, this is, it looks like it's going to be a bit of a, a, a championship battle between me and him. And he didn't let off all year. So, uh, yeah, it definitely, uh, everything got quite separated in the box from about halfway through the year. Um, you know, uh, everyone was kind of doing their own thing. Even the mechanics was kind of, everything was <laughs> separated and, uh yeah, definitely felt the tension, especially, you know, the last four or five races. It was it was very intense. But, um, yeah, I always kept everything, you know, I tried to keep everything respectful in the box yeah. and, you know, just, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you can still say hello in the morning and yeah. Yeah, how that's are right. you and that's it, you know. Yeah. And obviously I'd like to leave everything on the track and that's that's it, you know, not, not, not play silly games in the box. So, yeah, yeah my part was uh, I think I did pretty well and... Um, yeah, just kept to myself. Obviously, you know, we're not best mates in, in during those times. But, uh, yeah, um, before before the race in Valencia, I, I, I opened the door and, and I went in. I just I shook his hand. I said, you know, made the best win and, and good luck to you. You've had an amazing season and whatever happens, happens. I said, good luck. And that's yeah, it, that's you know? amazing. That's cool. That's yeah. nice. That's nice. And, okay, it has to be just natural though, like, you know, especially as just teammates, like it's always just, if it, it's coming down to the last five races or last race, like it's only natural that you, everyone's going to be a little bit standoffish. Like there's a lot on the line. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think from my part, I, I was not, I was fine. You yeah. Know? I never, I didn't really, you know, in the end, you know, I, I feel like you can still have a normal human relationship with someone and, and, and leave it out on the track. But obviously you're not going to show them everything and, and yeah, not going to be, course. you know, their best friend. But uh, I think you can still have respect as a normal human yeah. being. So I think, you know, my my part was uh, I did pretty well, I think. So, uh, but yeah, obviously technically you're not going to tell them anything, you know. Yeah. Uh, technically you're not going to show anything. In the end you're out there to, to win and, and everyone, and it's every man for himself, isn't it? But uh, yeah. But yeah, um, it was definitely definitely intense. Let's <laughs> <Yeah>. Say that. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. And then jumping on to obviously the prototypes. What was it like first riding one of those bikes? Like it must be such a, a massive step up from even the Moto Two bike. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'd ridden I'd ridden thousands. You know, my whole whole life. Yeah. You know, it's training bikes, and I'd ridden you know the fastest bikes in the world basically. But the first time I got on the KTM was in Mizano, and. Uh, it was nothing like I've ever ridden before. Yeah. You know, it's just insane. I mean, the, the power is just <laughs> ridiculous. You know, it's, uh, you know, now with all these ride height systems and all that, the acceleration from the corners is just, you know, it's insane. Um, the first time my road, I just couldn't believe it. You feel like you're just doing warp speed, you know. Yeah. It's just tunnel vision, you know, and it's it's crazy. So, yeah, like I said, I'd ridden the fastest bikes in the world, but nothing compared to that. So, uh Yeah. It was definitely an eye opener. I did enjoy myself the first time, but uh, and I said, "Oh, you don't need more power this thing." <laughs> and I remember Paco was saying, uh, "Yeah, you wait, you'll see. Uh, when you start getting after a few days, and a, and a Ducati passes you down the straight, you'll you'll ask, you'll start asking for more power." And I was like, "Oh yeah, at the moment I don't need it." <laughs> and I remember after the testing, after a few days of testing yeah. in Malaysia, I was like, "This thing's slow. We need more power." <laughs> it just becomes normal after a while. Yeah, there you go. So you were on 
previous year's bike, not the full <laughs> factory I, bike, or not even. I don't even know, honestly, yeah. because you know it's it's a, look. If you're not in the factory team, there's always going to be a difference. Doesn't matter of what course. they tell yeah. you. Yeah, doesn't matter what they tell you. So it's that's that's just the way it's always been in racing. So yeah. Um, just got to read between the lines, I guess. Yeah, I mean, in the end, it's you have the same, you got the same bike, and it's just not, it's just not. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's just you know, you know, when you've been racing for you know so long, you know how you know how it goes, you know yeah, how it works, yeah. and you talk to any ex ex racer, and they'll tell you the same thing. So, yeah, who knows what I was on? Who knows what they had, and we didn't. Who knows? <laughs> so it's kind of like Chris with the tires, the tire situation of yeah, Chris extra, extra numbers and yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I know. Uh, yeah, I know there was in the in the especially in the past, you know, the the, the tire situation. I don't know nowadays in with the Michelin stuff how that all works, but uh, honestly, personally, I think in Pirelli and Superbikes, what I've seen so far looks pretty even, even match, mm. and we don't get many dud tires either, which is yeah, okay. Yeah, I probably had only one or two out of the whole year last year. Yeah, and with a dud tire, do you just feel that straight away, like yeah. going out? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Much. It's like when um, Jorge Martin had that dud tire, they reckon, in, I think it was Qatar. Qatar? Off yeah, the line. Off the line that span up, but yeah, I don't know. <sighs> uh, Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Jumping on. Only the Illuminati knows. <laughs> <laughs> the MotoGP Illuminati. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's funny. It. There's no point in you know, t- going crazy over it. The tie gods. You're never going to know. So. Yeah, it's That's never going right. to come out. You do the best to keep everything in your control and that's all you can do. That's it. What's it like jumping on mm. those GP bikes though with like learning all the rider height device buttons? Like does it take a while to wrap your head around all that? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a lot to, to, to take in and learn. Um, I thought it'd take longer to be honest, but uh, yeah, it kind of shows, you know, as a rider, you can adapt pretty quickly, mm. honestly. I think two days and it was pretty much good. Okay. Yeah, two days after. After two days in Malaysia, it was kind of like second nature to be honest. So, Okay, there you go. Yeah, it was That's interesting. Fast. Yeah. Is there much difference between your current bike and what you were on there in terms of your buttons and your settings and all that kind of jazz? Yeah. Uh, my current superbike. Yeah, your current superbike. Um, compared to the GP bike. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, you know the superbikes basically mapping wise, electronics wise, we have more options. Okay. Than the GP bike because mm. they the GP bike is you know capped basically. You know they have a, a rule. Yeah. With the with the ECU, superbike is open. You can run whatever you want. So, uh, yeah, the GP bike had less maps. Had less. Uh, uh, let's say uh, it had less maps. So we got five maps on each system here and we got four systems. In GP, you have three systems and three maps. Okay. okay. Um, the GP bike obviously has the ride height uh, device. Yeah. We don't have that. And we don't have the launch control device, device on the front, which I think maybe this year or next year they're taking off. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah I think, I think was, next year. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is next yeah. year. So yeah, um, yeah, we don't have that, but we do have neutral gate lockout and everything else. And I got a rear thumb brake as well, and everything else is the same. Yeah. Okay. So there are some similarities. Yeah. 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 Just don't have the right height device. Yeah. That's all. It's probably a bit refreshing as well. It is. It's good. You know, it's a real motorbike. You know, it's not. Yeah. It's not a Formula One bike. Let's say. 
That's true. We keep saying See, that. This is why <clears throat> Superbikes is where it's at. It is. No, no, air, too much, the aero on MotoGP is too much. Ah, it's just, really, mate, I was seeing the photos this year from the test. I was just like, <laughs> fuck. That front wing thing, oh. the front wing on the front tire guard. On the guard, mud, on the, on on the, the, guard, on the forks. It's just, now it's ridiculous. I mean, honestly, it's just, first of all, they look like crap. Like 100%. Like, thank you. 100%. I look like crap. Like, if I'm honest with you, I think my Yamaha looks way nicer. It does. Way yeah, more beautiful does. bike. When you take the Ducati, it just looks so much better than, than the GP Ducati yeah. for me, you know. Um, they're getting bigger, so they're getting wider. They're getting longer. Everything's lower, wider wheelbase. Everything's getting just massive now, and they're going Formula One direction. And what does that mean? That means there's less space on the track. That means it's, it's harder to pass. Yep. You've got dirty air. And you've got all this shit that comes behind with all that. And, and it's just, it creates, you know, less racing. Did you find that in MotoGP compared now to Superbikes when you were racing in GP that there was more dirty air? Like you could feel the aero? 100%. 100%. Yeah. And, I, and I was there when it was, you know, still not crazy. I imagine yeah. that, like the last year and, and this year. I mean, I can't even imagine what it's like. I mean, you watch... You watch, and as soon as someone's behind somebody in the braking zone, they're gone. Ciao. See yeah, later. that's it. You're right. Um, yeah, it's just it's a different uh, it's a different mentality now. You know, I think, uh, and it's hard to pass. It's just really hard to pass, and I think it's, it doesn't yeah. create good racing anymore. So correct. And if you want to see good racing, watch Superbikes. It's a You're million, right. A million yeah. times. Yeah. Better. It's just so much closer for so many more. The whole race. Yeah, it's, exactly. The whole know. race, and uh, you know, the, the, the difference between bikes and riders, I think, is there's still a bit of a, a, a bit of um, variables there, and, and that that is what creates the good racing. Of course. You know? So, yeah, I think uh, also <clears throat> the superbikes they move a lot more. Uh, they spin for me a, a bit more because the, the tire allows it. I think uh, you know we got way more stoppings. We don't have all these these aero devices, yeah. and uh, it just creates a, a more authentic feel. I think definitely. And and looking from the outside as well, I remember saying to Daniel on a previous pod when you watch superbikes, it it does look like they're fighting the bike a whole lot more and like really. It looks like they're on the edge almost a lot more as well and really riding it compared to a, a GP bike, especially if someone's just out in front. <coughs> they're quite obviously just on smooth rails. and on rails. That's the way you're going to ride a GP bike, unfortunately. You know, yeah. it's, it's riding it on rails and riding it, riding the bike to keep the bike happy. Mm. That's what you need to do. You know, it's riding the bike to keep all the, all the systems in control. And with the super bike, it's ride the bike as fast as you can. Full stop. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is cool <laughs> so coming into this season obviously uh some pretty big additions to the field uh and a few rule changes as well what are your thoughts on uh some of the guys that have come across and come back into the sport and the rule changes to make it sort of more even playing field i guess yeah i know there's a lot of uh let's say uh, two minds in the the, the weight yeah rule let's say i guess you're asking that one um, <clears throat> I'm personally for it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm a big boy, so uh, I've always been a big boy. Uh, yeah. Even in Moto Two, I was ten kilos over the minimum weight, um, rider and bike. So that was always hard for me, and uh, I always thought it would be a struggle for me in Moto Two to to win a championship because okay. of that. I did it in the end, so it is possible. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, if I'm honest with you, I think the weight difference is 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 maybe a bit too much in super bikes between the lightest guy and, and the heaviest guy. So yeah, I think, I it's, think so. it's not a bad thing, honestly. I think people who really understand racing 
can understand that that's uh, that's fair. Obviously, yeah. some guys are not going to be very happy with it. Um, but you know, I think uh, it kind of levels the playing field, and uh, I don't think it's a ridiculous limit they've set. I think uh, they've set something pretty average. Yeah, I think standard. it's pretty fair. It's pretty fair, and I'm still over that. I'm yeah. still, you know, five kilos over that. Okay. So, you know, there are, you know, I think talking to most guys, they're, they're, they're on the limit, and I think that's kind of fair, to be honest. Yep. Um, in the end, you know, we feel that much lighter. Honestly, okay, they put the argument up of, you know, you can ride a bike uh, harder if you're stronger and you can control the bike better for more laps and blah, 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 blah. But it's just not true. I mean, the bikes are so good these days. You know, they, yeah. they're, they're four strokes. They ride themselves. We've got electronics. They're pretty easy yeah. to ride. Yeah. You, know? yeah. you don't need to be a monster to ride them. And being heavy, you use more tires. You use uh, more fuel. Yeah. Of course. And you are putting more stress on everything on brakes because you're heavier. And mm. it's you got to accelerate that weight. you got to stop that weight more every every corner. So mm. in the end, you do, that's a big difference. And you do feel you do feel that yeah, difference. Yeah, it all adds up. It does. It all adds yeah, up. Yeah, that's a great point. So I do think it kind of levels the playing field. And honestly, I think it'll just get bit better racing if yeah. I'm honest yeah. with you. And I think that's... That's what everyone wants. That's what everyone, yeah. That's what everyone watches for is for good racing. Exactly, it'll bring the the the, the field, I think, closer together. I yeah. think it's that's what everyone wants, don't they? Definitely, hundred percent. Take it to Ducati. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. How do you find the um like the three races over the weekend as well? Yeah, it was definitely a def uh, like a a different uh, format for me. You know, yeah. I've never done that before. So it was it took me a while to get my head around. Um, you know, if you have one bad race, it's kind of like forget it, move on because you got two to go. Yeah. You know? Um. Also, the race weekends, everything's it's a different timetable, and you know, I'm so used to my timetable yeah, <laughs> from sure. the GPS that they've never changed over the last 15, 20 years. So. It's, uh, yeah, it was, it was tough for me to kind of get into the groove of, you know, wake up, do this at this time, do this. And, but yeah, it's coming now. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a bit more normal, but I do enjoy it cause you've got so many races you have. It's actually kind of nice. You have one shitty race and, and you can just forget about it and move on to the next one. Yeah. You redeem still, yourself. Through exactly. Weekend. You can still, you know, make something of the weekend, even if it's, you know, you've had one bad race. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. You know, that's all right. You, you can still get a win. Still get another exactly. Two wins. Exactly. I mean, you could crash in race one and still go out and, you know, have a good uh, sprint race, you know, finish top five, yeah. start fourth, two guys crash in front or you have a good race and you're yeah. on the podium that's on it. the second 100%. race, you know, and it's, uh, you can still make a good race out of it. Yeah. That's a great point. That really is. And, and a good way to think about it as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which it wasn't easy for me. To do that, because you know, after not like in a GP race, you have a bad race. It's like depression for a week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Legit, yeah. What was it like? Um, was it was it? Uh, I must have been over the over the summer. You were at Rossi's ranch doing a doing a ride there. How was that? Our winter, winter, yeah, yeah. your winter. It was sorry. freezing there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was that was cool. So uh, yeah, I went and did that race and I was teammates with Pedro, which was real good fun and. Uh, yeah, it's very different, uh, very different dirt track than, than what I come from. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, even in in Spain, you know, I was used to doing a different type of dirt track as well. So, um, it, I struggled. Yeah, uh, I mean, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, but I struggled. It was kind of uh, the track is basically cement underneath, and they put like a, a small layer of dirt on top of that, and right. then water yeah, it, okay. and then yeah, it kind of gets polished off every time you go around, oh. and it's yeah, kind of cement, okay. but it's really slippery really 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 slippery and they're on the 19 inch tires as well on those maxis things and uh, i've never ridden them 
So, yeah, it was very, very different for me. Okay. It was okay. I didn't do too bad. Not too bad. I think we finished 11th or 12th, okay. me, and, me and Pedro. So not too bad. And and on the Friday night, we had the Americana race, they called. Yep. Yeah. So it was uh, – they separate all the riders. In, so it was into two – two races and the first race was uh basically all the slow guys and i think i qualified fourth or something like yeah. that out of the slow guys uh, and so it's two lap races and it's two laps after the two laps checkered flag last four guys eliminated and you do that until yeah you get to the last, last man standing exactly, sort of thing. yeah exactly to the last row and the first race i started i was out there yeah probably like third fourth something like that and some guy took me out oh, <laughs> yeah. beyond shitting. i managed to pick up the bike fast enough start it get back past one guy which was third last uh and get out of the, the drop the oh, drop that's zone. Awesome. and get out of the drop zone and i made it through to the next round and i actually made it all the way to the, to the last yeah. race so front row i think i finished third on that second last race and made the whole shot i was leading the, the race for the whole <laughs> the whole race which was actually four laps instead of two that last one and uh Ferran Cardus passed me on the last lap but oh. it was first and second so the first two guys went to the next round yeah yeah to, yeah. to the to the fast group which was all the valley guys and and Valentino and all the VR guys and I survived three rounds in that as well so it was actually I had a, I had a really good really good night there yeah it's awesome, awesome good fun so uh yeah and no, I really enjoyed it myself it was a cool place and Valley's such a cool guy you know, and yeah. he took us in and you know he's just chatting to you like a normal person which yeah is, which is cool so yeah, he's uh, definitely definitely still a hero in my eyes. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. And what was it? What was it like partnering up? I guess with Pedro as well, because you're pretty close with him, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, I wasn't gonna go, but Pedro was like, "Come on, let's go. You can be my partner." And I was like, yeah, <laughs> "All right, all right, let's go." Because I twist my arm. Yeah, exactly, twist my arm. I did because I didn't go the uh, previous years. So I didn't know what I was doing. Maybe enduro riding or something. <laughs> Charles in your backyard. Yeah, exactly. And he was like, "Come on, come on, let's do it." I was like. Fine, all right, let's go. <laughs> let's try. So Yamaha actually organized me a bike, which nice. was good. And uh, and I said, all right, all right, let's do it. And uh, yeah, it was actually, it was good fun. So I enjoyed myself. I'll probably go there again. Yeah, yeah, yeah bloody oath, man. You take us, we'll sneak in your yeah, luggage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like a pretty cool environment to be in. It looks like everyone's having a good laugh and it's a good like, little party sort of thing. Yeah, it's good. It's nice because it's only basically, you know, some special in, in invitations. Yeah. And uh, it's basically, there was a bit more public this year, but, you know, uh, the people who get in the, the pit area with us was like, we only had one pass of each rider. Yeah. It's like only people that are close I'm sure. to riders. And everyone's just relax you know there's no one there there's no one there like asking for photos and all yeah that would be the last like, thing you'd want anyway especially yeah. for Valentina I, at, at the end guys. of the event they they opened it up and you know it was a bit of a brawl but uh but it was okay it was it was quite chill the whole yeah the whole nice it was cool yeah we could it's cool that i guess he does that as well and there's and quite a few of those things i guess now but like bringing heaps of riders in and doing a whole event like you don't have to do that but it's it's cool to see. Yeah, he doesn't have to, you know, he can just keep it close, but, you know, it's cool. He puts on a good event, invites, you know, some characters from around yeah. the world and, and even get, you know, pays for hotel and everything for us. So wow. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Cool. No, it's, awesome. It's, it's really cool. He puts on a really good event and uh, yeah, he's just such a cool guy. He's so laid mm. back. It's awesome. That is cool. Bloody oath, man. And that's, and you never really hear a bad thing about him. Like whoever we've spoken to is always yeah. like laid back, nice, yeah. wants to know you, like, Damo Cudlin's got a funny story. He tells on one of our po- um, one of our podcasts, and he calls him up in the middle of the night, saying, "Ciao, Damo, let's party, let's party in the middle <laughs> middle of Japan." And he's like getting his missus out of bed, like we're gonna go meet up with valet. And it's like that's cool. Yeah, no, it's cool. He's uh, what surprised me. He knows everything about everyone and about everything. I've heard that as well. Funny enough, everything. 
he just he's like an encyclopedia. Yeah. And he, he he studies everything what's going on right now, who's with what, you know. Uh, what, you know, me and Pedro went to talk to him. We were just he's like he he wanted to know everything about when I was there with the KDM, what he's there now, what was the difference, what about the electronics and this and that. Just wants to know everything about racing. Interesting. He's a real student of the sport, I guess. Yeah. Everything. And like he 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 just knew everything about the super bikes as well. What I was doing with you know my crew chiefs. He just knows. He knows everyone, everything. He just, he's like, just wants to know, just wants to be informed about yeah, everything. Wow. Uh, that'd be a pretty, pretty cool feeling for yourself as well, a guy of his stature knowing yeah, you know, no, what, what's cool. going on. Yeah, it was it's definitely, it was nice when he was like, oh yeah, I know who they are. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's good. And he was asking me about, you know, what's the difference between the super bike and the GP bike and how the tires and blah, blah, blah. It was like, it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah wicked. And you, yeah. you were saying he's one of, one of your heroes. Who else? Uh, did you draw inspiration from and look up to coming through the ranks and to this day still if you do? Yeah, definitely Valentino was, you know, up there for me. Um, I did like Casey as well. Mm. Um, I, you know, I loved how he rode and and I think I take a little bit of inspiration from how he rides and I, I feel like I ride a little bit, you know, like him, um, you know, always with the rear tyre, which, yep. is, which yep. is cool. Um, yeah, Casey and Jorge. I liked Jorge as well. And, uh, nice. Yeah, who else? about it yeah nice. <laughs> yeah sick Jorge's um he's a good one like well, I always talk about it but when when obviously he was up against Rossi so like you know a lot of people were obviously on Rossi's side but you got to respect how he rode like some of those races he was like Mr. Rails yeah, like, yeah. Oh, he, insane just hammering out lap times you know yeah within one tenth every single lap for the whole race yeah it's, for me that was impressive so very impressive he had some very impressive races so uh that was that was pretty cool from Jorge as well man seems like a cool guy um, are you going to be following on with Pedro watching his season? Hope he does yeah, well. Definitely, definitely. Um, I didn't watch many GP races last year, if I'm honest with you. I watched yeah. the Moto2 races uh, yeah, just, to follow, just to follow Pedro, but uh, looks like I have to <laughs> start watching GP races again, just for Pedro, because honestly the racing is not very good yeah, to watch. Yeah, follow him. <laughs> Hopefully he does well. We're big fans. I actually, um, funny enough, I named my cat after Pedro. Costa. Oh, yeah. I call okay. him Pedro. You can tell. I was going to tell him that at GP and then I got nervous and didn't. So we're like, who's this weirdo telling me about this? <laughs> oh, he's cool. He's cool. Yeah. Uh, he's um, he's going to be uh, yeah, great to watch. Exciting anyway. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Definitely. So big weekend, round one. What are you expecting? Track's been resurfaced. Any feedback that you've gotten from other people? What are, you, what are we expecting? Um, yeah, not too much feedback, but yeah, I've heard it's quite abrasive, uh, the new, the new surface. So we'll see. I mean, uh, we got testing tomorrow that will be, you know, primarily just to, let's see how the, 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 the surface is, if we can do the amount of laps that we need to. Um, yeah, uh, hopefully we don't have to do a, a flag to flag for, for the races. So, uh, yeah, I think the goal is to try and get, get everybody to do, uh, you know, 22 laps on, on a tyre without yep. them exploding, basically. So yep. that'd be important. Yeah, not like Top Rack last year when he's exploded. Yeah, not like Most. Yeah, but yep. that was uh, that was a bit of a strange uh, situation. That was, it was very it, odd. It, it, I had actually a couple of blisters like that as well. Luckily, it didn't explode. Yeah. One more lap and mine yeah, might have well, gone as well. Because I started dropping for the last three laps in that race because uh, I started feeling vibrations from the tyre. Yeah, well. And I thought, man, if I don't let off here, I'm not going to finish. So I actually, I had to just relax a bit and just trying to manage that gap from the guy behind me. And I just dropped 
because I started feeling that yeah. I felt that, you know, we're missing a chunk from the tire. And I was like, oh, yeah. here we go. And started losing massive grip. And I thought, oh, if we don't, mm. if we don't yeah. roll Just bring off it here. home. Yeah, exactly. Just bring it home, which was still a good race. I think we finished fifth or fourth or sixth. I don't know. Fifth maybe. Yeah. So it was the best result to that day. So, um, yeah. Uh, but it was a bit weird because we didn't um, – it was not actually on the limit for the rubber. I, don't, I can't even remember what the story was. Something something weird happened. Like over, it was overheating like in just certain spots of the tire. I can't even remember because we did have a bit of a, let's say, um, prototype tire. I think that was a prototype tire in Most that yeah. worked well. Like we thought it would work really yeah. well and make the race, but it didn't. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we got to see, got to see for Phillip Island. So yeah. Hopefully we can do those twenty-two laps tomorrow. Yeah, man. In testing, fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah, we'll see. But it'll only get better. The track will get better when there's more rubber down. Yeah, you know, we take off the sharp edges off 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 the off the asphalt. Yeah, yeah. it'll only get better. So hopefully, yeah. Um, Let's go. We don't have to be changing tires halfway through. The race. <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah, it's already done that GP once. Yeah, yeah. No. and they the change bikes, not tires. Oh, they yeah, tires. they got to change tires. It's pretty interesting to watch. True. Actually, that's right. That's pretty cool. Um, to see it from the top of the pits, like how it all gets yeah, done. It's, yeah. it's awesome. I, I, I had to do it one time in Most actually as well on the Saturday. It was, I started with wet tires because it was wet. Track was wet and it looks like it was going to rain again. So I was like, yeah, we'll go wet. Didn't rain, dried up in two laps. I had to come and put slicks on. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to be in for a certain amount of time as well. You have to be in yeah. for a certain amount of time, but it's a limit. It's, yeah. it's mm, you got to be, you got to be on the limit. I think in Most the guys did a really good job and I was... I had to shut off. I had because we got a counter on the dashboard. Oh, okay. As soon as you come in the pits, mm. counter on the dashboard goes down. So when they change tire, counter still going. Get to the end of the pit lane, and you have to before before to go out it has to be zero. And I think I got there with one second to go, so I just went and out. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Nice. Yeah. That is that's great. So. That's awesome. And twenty twenty four, what's the goal? Just improve on last year. Yeah, uh, improve on last year, and hopefully get podium at one point i think uh that would be nice it's been two years without one <laughs> yeah i'm sure you're itching um, yeah so, see it that's for yeah, sure it's been a drought so last podium was the enduro race so droughts ended <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> hey that's cool that's really cool um well look we know you're obviously strapped for time we really appreciate yourself coming on um Cheers, it's been an awesome chat yeah, really has been, been. um we do have one little <laughs> surprise for you yeah let me grab it all right let's see so thanks to Stacey at HJC Australia for sorting this out for us. We got a, um, I'll open it up for you. Yeah. This is a one of one. One of one. Just a little message from us to you. Yeah, it's just a helmet just to say, yeah. Uh, thanks for coming yeah, on. Yeah, thanks for coming oh, cheers, on. Guys. And Appreciate good luck it. for the good luck for the year. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's a bit bodged, but that's all right. Oh, cheers, guys. Appreciate it. No, no worries, awesome. man. Thanks, really man. appreciate you. No um, and thanks as well to Brett and uh, for helping set this up as well. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, yeah, really cool. Good luck for the season, yeah, mate. Appreciate Love it. Love it. Yeah, good luck this round. Yeah. Cheers, cheers, Remy. Yeah, thanks, thanks, mate. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Thanks.